All right, we are back with another week of the Square State podcast. I'm here with Billy. Square State Sandlot. What did I say? Just Square Square State. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) doesn't matter. We had a really good weekend of the all-star break for the NBA. In my personal opinion, it's... uh, I didn't like the all-star week going in for the last 10 years, maybe. And I think it's getting a lot better. It's been a pretty rough sell. I mean, I think some events are are gaining popularity while some are are falling off the map. But what what did you think about? Let's start with the the events leading up to and then obviously the ending in the All-Star game. So did you watch the three-point contest, the the dunk contest, any of that stuff? Well, because I'm over here, I am seven hours behind everything. Yep. So I'm not able to watch every everything live because it's um, like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So when I'm watching this, it's on the NBA app. And all I get are the like snippets. So when I'm watching this, like the NBA Saturday night live all-star weekend, it's kind of like the nostalgia kind of goes away. Yeah. But you get to see everything like cropped. So it was kind of cool and then like not kind of cool. So I got to see like my my wife was watching it with me and we got to watch the Rooks against Cleveland against the Antetokounmpo's. And that was like, you know, fun and entertaining a little bit. But at the same time, I look at the whole NBA, and I think, is this all we get to see? Because I would like to see a lot different players out there, a lot different teams out there who join in on the three-point competition, the dunk competition, which, God, the skills challenge. I mean, it almost seems silly to have an all-star weekend with such limited amount of all-stars. Well, and I think, I think the problem is a lot of the guys don't actually want to be there. (laughs) They would rather have their break. So exactly. Yeah. And that hurts a ton. Cause why, why would you have it? Why have the entire thing? It doesn't make sense to have a broadcast for something that people don't want to be around. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's where we're getting with the NFL as well. And and we've made this argument before with the Pro Bowl that why have it if you're, if you're just, you don't have the best players there because, well, obviously for the Pro Bowl, they're in the Super Bowl, mostly the best players. Um, so yeah, NBA, you had a lot of injuries because it's mid season. There's a lot of guys that would rather rest up. So they don't really want to participate in the dunk contest or or the shooting contest or skills contest, any of that stuff. So if they're not in the actual game, majority of them don't want to be there. So that's the difficult thing, especially having it mid-season where, you know, the Pro Bowl comes at the end of the season, but then you've got guys that are about to hit free agency. So, I mean, it it's almost damned if you do, damned if you don't, no matter where you have it. Um, and obviously the NBA wants to make an event out of it because they want to sell, sell to viewers, uh, get yeah. those TV slots filled. So 
I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but the the product they're putting out there for these All Star games and and uh, Pro Bowls and and whatnot, it's just a very inferior product. So I don't know how to fix it. They they should definitely look into it though, because I for one, I didn't even watch the the NBA any of the lead up events. I watched the All Star game a little bit, but that was mostly just to see how Steph did, and boy, did he do great. <laughs> <laughs> that was then, that was exciting to see but i mean it's tough to really even say he did fantastic because at the end of the day they're not even playing defense so it's like he's just nah. shooting wide open threes essentially yeah i mean but, that is exactly it and it it it's hard to say like any of that is entertainment like you were saying like uh mid-season they don't want to get hurt but they're like this skills challenge yeah. How can you get hurt during a skills well, challenge see, or in that, a shooting challenge? I don't think they're worried about getting hurt in those skill challenges. I think they're more worried about resting up for the the second half of the season. So well, how how hard is it? it it's not ball? hard, but I mean, like, yeah. rather than spending time with your family or or doing what you want to do, you're in Cleveland freezing your butt off in the middle of the the winter. Yeah, I think that is the difference. Yeah. I think it's more not about the NBA and skills. Like you don't want to prove yourself as the best shooter in the world. You don't want to prove yourself as a best skill challenge. It's just for fun. Yeah. That's all it is anymore. It is for fun. And people don't want to go and travel across the country to Cleveland yep. when they're at home with their family and they're resting. Well, I think that's the big difference. And a lot of the best players in the game don't want to participate in the dunk contest anymore. So you, you went from seeing like Jason Richardson and Vince Carter, like those were the glory days of the dunk contest. And some people even say further back when you had like uh, Michael Jordan and all them participating in it. But I still think the Vince Carters and, and the Jason Richardson ones, those were the most electric dunk contests we've seen in, in quite a while. And you can't even get like LeBron or I don't know who's some of the best dunkers in the, in the game right now. You're not seeing them out there competing. Like instead we had no disrespect to JTA because I love the guy, but right. who <laughs> outside of Warriors fans, no one even knows who he is. So. And I didn't think he was the most electric dunker on the team. No, I, I think probably Gary Payton the second, but he's a ailing with, with some lingering injuries and things like that. So I can see where they would want him to rest up. So if they approached him, I think he would probably say, no, I, I need to get my legs right so I can finish the rest of the season because he's playing for a contract into the future. He's not trying to win a dunk contest. So, Right. And, and that that's makes a ton of sense that's where I think they're going to struggle. And like you said, I don't, I don't watch it. So I don't really know. I, I watched the highlights and I was like, okay, cool. But I don't know. Well, and that was uh, Kenny Smith. He was on the air for TNT. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned that like, you know, they had the judges out there, but then someone made a dunk and he's like, you know, that's like a six or seven for me. Cause I've seen it. I've seen yep. it before. It's nothing new. There's no, you know, drama. There's no showmanship. There's no nothing. It's just a dunk. I've seen it before. So there's 
And that's the difficult thing. Like, there's only so many ways you can put a ball through a hoop. So <laughs> at the end of the day, most of these guys have already seen it done and probably even better since it's happened in the past by probably better athletes that are they're going into these contests. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the solution, but at the end of the day, I think we probably need to just move on from that because until they figure out a, a way to highlight those skill contests and, and whatnot, probably just going to keep in this lull. So what do you think for second half for the Warriors? They obviously had a, a great first half. Could could have been better, but struggled with some injuries to to Draymond. And Wiseman still hasn't come back, although I did see he got designated to the G League uh, to get some some reps in. So I think he's probably nearing a comeback. When they sent Clay to the G League, I think he came back within two or three weeks. So... Yeah, uh, it's kind of like an awkward relationship right now because everyone is like, oh, let's get the whole team back and then we'll be at full force. Yep. But everybody's kind of, you know, got to come back and get used to things because there's a whole new system right yep. now. It's not like the whole team has practiced on the offseason and got everything ready and everybody's knows their plan and how to play with each other it's you know clay came back and now he's playing really well but it took you know 30 games yeah like 20 games well and like, obviously with him being back in the starting ro rotation pool has taken a hit in his playing time so he's kind exactly. of taking a step back and iguodala has been hurt basically a good chunk of the season like i mentioned gary payton He's been banged up a little bit too. So yeah, I don't know if they're ever going to get everyone back at the same time. And that's the difficult part is planning for, for where Wiseman will fit in. Obviously they need another big, so it seems to make sense that they'll just put him in there and he'll, he'll make plays. But Draymond, I think him getting back is going to be the, the barometer of where they can actually go. Yeah. The, the top, the tippy top of where they can go. Because so. you look at them now, and they are okay. Yeah. You could see them beating anybody, but you can also see them getting blown out. Yep. They're not like at the tippy top of where they could be. They're not the 2015-16 Warriors. And I think the schedule is pretty light after the All-Star break, and then it starts to, towards the end of the season, it gets pretty pretty rough. So. This should be the lull where they basically get everything back together and and get people healthy, and then hopefully they're ready for the gauntlet at the end of the season and and going into the playoffs. If if all things go well, that should prepare them to go into the playoffs and and be playing at their best with hopefully as many people healthy as they can get. Draymond, like we said, is probably the the glue there. If if they're going to advance far into the postseason, he's going to need to be there. So. But I'm sure you've seen this. Chris Paul, right before the All-Star game, they announced that he was going to be out six to eight weeks. Um, yeah. Do you think that him being out will – I think it, they lead the Warriors by six games, if I remember right, right now. Six, yeah. So they got – That's a, a big lead. That is a big lead. But do you think Booker and crew, Aiton, can carry them without Paul and, and keep that six-game lead? From what I've been hearing is – the Suns have been 
not too high on Aiton, yeah. which is weird to me. Well, that's why they didn't extend him. He was basically asking for a new contract, and they said, no, nah, we're good. So, it, Isn't that, like, crazy? I it is. I feel like that is, like, one of the, like, most important, odd decisions in the NBA this season because he seems as much of a rock to that uh, Suns team as Chris Rock, or not Chris Rock. Chris Rock. <laughs> Chris Paul, the comedian, really holding yeah. the team together. But no, I I agree with you. I think he's one of the best bigs in in the league, and he's young, so it's very puzzling why they don't want to extend him. And I'm yeah. not I'm not an expert on him for sure, but it seems like he's been healthy for for the spotlight time that he's been out there. So I don't know if it's it's prior injuries in his past or, or what's keeping them from extending him or if they just don't like how he fits with the team. But none of that makes sense to me unless it's injury based, because the way when he's out there and playing, he, he plays well. He matches up against just about any big. He plays well against Jokic and, and any of the other bigs that he's going to match up on in the Western Conference. So it's very puzzling to me. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. And without Chris Paul there. I think they are not the same team. No. He is, you know, Aiton is not the team leader, obviously. And I well, don't know if the team has any, like, reserves against, you know, what he's doing this year. So without Paul there, it just seems like a, a much shattered team together. And that I see the Warriors being able to make a jump forward. Yeah, And like I said uh, a couple weeks ago with this uh, all-star break, mm. I think the Warriors are going to have a much better system together. I think they're going to shoot better. I think yeah. they've gotten the lull over with. So I think they have a good chance of coming back up against the Suns yeah. with Chris Paul. I think the only thing that makes me... I don't want to say pessimistic because I think they could overcome that. But Draymond said, I don't want to use all our energy and, and resources just trying to get that number one seed and then, you know, be burnt out at the end of the season. So I think he's kind of cautioned against going after the number one seed. Sure, if they're playing their game, they're resting the guys as they've planned and, and still winning. Obviously, they want the number one seed. But... They also don't want to, like he said, expend all their resources trying to get it just to get knocked out. So, right. So it, it's going to be a balancing act and and getting those guys all healthy and playing together. And and like I said, hopefully Draymond comes back strong and and he can play that point forward position that he's so good at, and obviously anchor down the defense. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else really to say about that. I mean, obviously, we're, we're very hopeful that the Warriors can can be that number one seed or at least advance well into the playoffs. But I think we've covered most of that. So did you see, obviously, at the trade deadline, we had some big trades. There was uh, Ben Simmons and um, the Beard. They were the yeah. big names being traded. Uh, and LeBron was not happy with the Lakers staying pat. So <laughs> he he kind of wants, 
he wanted to put together this team and now that it's not working well, he wanted the team to blow it up. But the problem with that is to get Westbrook, they traded off a bunch of good young players and, and future assets as well. But now to get rid of him, they're going to have to trade away draft capital just to get rid of him because of his contract. So what do you think about this situation going on with, with LeBron and the Lakers? <laughs> I actually love it. <laughs> I have never really been a big LeBron fan. Yeah. So when I see him go to the Lakers, I thought that was just a huge cop out. Like, uh, I mean, it's the Lakers, it's Hollywood, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I've heard something about him wanting to like go to Lakers so the Lakers can draft his son. It just seems nonsense. Yeah. So seeing him there and then uh, they did win a championship, which honestly I was surprised about. Yeah. I didn't think they would be that good. And this year, I thought they were supposed to be better. And it's just been a fumble. And I I personally love every bit of it. Yeah. And, like, I've watched just a few games of theirs. Like, the I watched a Lakers-Bucks game the other day. Uh, well, a couple weeks ago. And it was just a nightmare <laughs> of a first quarter. Yeah. They had like turnovers and like double dribbles and stepping out of bounds and they shot like 12% on the yeah. field. And then they went like 8 for 8 in the next quarter like to start. And it was just like okay, this team is really good or just really really bad. Yeah. They don't have enough shooting. I mean, they got rid of all of their great shooters. So now they have AD and LeBron that can dominate, but AD's always hurt. And then what else do you have? I mean, and you have them doubled yeah. and tripled. And, well, and people are just leaving Westbrook wide open because they know he can't knock down shots. So if he can't get to the basket, which you already have that congestion from LeBron and AD be, having to be towards the basket. Obviously, LeBron can score from anywhere, but he his main bread and butter is is getting to the basket and getting the end ones and all that. He can shoot the three, but not at the level that you would expect, or I guess I shouldn't say expect, but yeah. not at the level of your, you know, steps and whatnot, because he's not yeah. that pure shooter. So the elite shooters, yeah. He's at, you know, a 35% yeah. shooter. I mean, which he's is great. Decent. It's good, but at at it's everything he does, basically, games. but he's not—he's not an elite talent at at three-point shooting. So you're not going to use him to space out the entire floor where he's typically cutting towards basket. AD has to be yeah. under the basket because he's not a three-point shooter. So they just have a bunch of playmakers that can't shoot from and and stretch the court. So it's it's not a great solution. And obviously, they traded away all their young guys for a bunch of old guys and that LeBron <laughs> wanted to bring in, but we've seen this happen. So I don't it know is. if it was worth it for the Lakers because they have so many championships in their history, but you've seen it with the, the heat. You've seen it with Cleveland. Basically you bring in LeBron to win championships because after Which the championships, 
gets it gets pretty ugly because they've basically wasted all their resources, their draft capital to bring in the the three-headed monster essentially. And then once they've won their championships and LeBron decides, okay, well, this is starting to go downhill. Well, then he leaves and you're dealt to or you're left to deal with all the, the ruins that they left behind. So I don't know if it was worth it for LA because like I said, they've already had, I think, 18 championships, 19, something like that. So where you're bringing in LeBron, you know he's gonna probably get you a championship, but at what cost? And they're starting to see what what cost now because if he won't sign an extension with them and he wants to go play with Bronny wherever he gets drafted, he's just going to keep going year to year. And then wherever Bronny goes, that's where he's going to end up. Yeah. So, So. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's worth it. Only Lakers fans can tell. But money they can make during those years LeBron was there. Well, the team, yeah. But the fans. I think that's a huge difference, like why you want to bring LeBron there. Because he's going to sell a lot of tickets. Yep. And there's rumors that he wants to go back to Cleveland. And I think that's probably some of him leveraging his last couple of years in LA against that GM that wouldn't make a move to get rid of Westbrook at the deadline. So I think he's, <laughs> he's threatening to leave. I don't know if he actually has intentions on doing so. It seems like he's pretty happy in LA, but obviously, like I said, he wants to play with his son whenever he gets drafted. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I think the best they can probably hope for is the play in games. Um, and obviously maybe they can make some noise if AD's healthy. And so is uh, LeBron and Westbrook can make enough plays, but I don't see them advancing past yeah. even getting into that play in round. So um, another team that actually got some great news is Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn. They That's got. I want to talk about. Yeah, they got. Um, Simmons in the trade, which I think he makes all the sense in the world because you have Kyrie and you have KD that can take all the shots. So Simmons isn't going to have all that pressure to be shooting. Uh, he can do what he does best, and that's distribute the basketball and play great defense. He's, he's I would say, even elite at those two things. But we don't know where his conditioning's at. Uh, and then Kyrie, he got the great news that New York is considering taking away the vax mandates so they might get Kyrie for home games even uh, here up in the in the push to the playoffs so that would be fantastic for them and they just beat Milwaukee pretty handily so I think things for them are, are looking up especially if Simmons can get his conditioning down and get into the games I think that'll be fantastic for them uh, do you think Philly or Brooklyn won that trade or do you Brooklyn, think- hands okay. down. I think Brooklyn wins it 90% of the time because Harden can't stay healthy. I think, I think he can when he actually wants to be out there. I don't think he can. He's played, you know, what? He was healthy when he was with the last Houston two years? For all those years. Yeah, but then when he years. wanted out, he would, you know, put on his fat suit and quit playing as much and <laughs> As soon as he got traded, well, then he was skinny again and he was ready we'll to see. play. But it we'll for, Bro- for Brooklyn, I think they won the trade because they got Simmons and they also got draft capital. Yeah. So but I, I also think Curry, that part of the deal yep. was a big part of it. Yep. You know, not only did they take 
Curry from Philadelphia, but uh, Brooklyn's sitting at like the eight seed right now. Yep. And now you give them a spot up shooter outside of Durant and Kyrie Irving. And I don't know what has happened to Joe Harris, but if he ever makes a comeback. Yeah. But so it, it's just a, an all around team to me with Ben Simmons on defense. Obviously the East is pretty, um, it's pretty stacked up right now in the standings, but do you think Brooklyn can make a, a decent push to get a, a much better seed or what are you thinking about that? Um, I want to say yes. I think everybody wants to say yes. I think there was a lot of people who are saying, you know, you know, Brooklyn's the favorite. Yeah. But I'm just not entirely sure. I don't think, I just, I have a feeling that they're just not going to make a push for it. Like they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to make a run, but they're just not going to, they're going to sputter out pretty yeah. quick. I think there's more elite teams who've been playing together a lot longer who are better off. So you I, I don't know. I just don't believe that he, the, well, the, the heat were, have been pretty good for, for a few years. I just don't know if I believe in like the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're, they're currently sitting at the four seed. Uh, Celtics have a great team. Toronto has been kind of up and down. So I, I think Brooklyn could definitely make a push. I don't know if they'll, you know, make it all the way up to the one or two seed, but I think they could definitely get out, out of that playoff. Uh, yeah. The last four that have to do the playoff to get into the playoffs. So um I think they could definitely get up to a, a four or five seed somewhere in that area. But the, the East is, like I said, it's pretty stacked up. I mean, the one seed and the six seed are only separated by four and a half games. So, yeah, like it's that. it'll be pretty, pretty interesting to see what happens. But I think getting Kyrie back for all the home games, if that actually happens, that could be huge for Brooklyn that's, in making that push. Um, and that that could be a big part of why they're at the eight seed. Yeah, because he's only playing. Well, and he didn't get to play. Seed. He didn't get to play at all for the first half of the season. Basically, exactly. I mean, they got him in for what the last twenty games, maybe. Yeah. And those were all only away games. So, getting back, getting him back for all the games, plus obviously that allowing him to be in the in the swing of things instead of playing every fourth day or whatever it ends up being, that would be huge. So. Hmm. Um, anything else you want to talk about NBA wise? Uh, no, I think that has covered it pretty well. Okay. Well, I, I'm just interested. Uh, Kyle and I both gave our takes on the Packers and and our team, so I'm just interested to hear your take on on what you think the Packers are doing. Uh, They've been making some moves to free up cap space. Do you think that's to, to bring back Devontae? Do you think that's to sign no, Rodgers to an even bigger deal? What do you think? A hundred percent, this is what's going to happen. They are going to offer Rodgers a spectacular amount of money to stay, and he's going to stay. And they're going to franchise tag Devontae Adams so he can't leave. So... Do you the think... rest of the team, I, I don't know what's going to go on with the rest of the team. I don't know what other moves they're going to do. I don't know 
what kind of money they're going to offer, like, you know, Zedarius and Preston Smith, their contracts are coming up. Last I saw, they were $8 million over or under the cap. So that was after they've made some moves to, to restructure contracts and things like that. So it's it's been rumored they're willing to make um, Rodgers the highest paid quarterback in the league, which put him up in the 50, 50 million a year, which yeah. I think he's currently at like 42. So not a huge pay raise, but enough. And I don't know if it's about the money, honestly. I don't like, I feel like if it was about the money, they could have easily made it happen by now. He has said that it's not about the money. He doesn't yeah. care about the money right now. He said, I've made enough money. I want to win games. So after I heard we're going to like throw a ton of money at you to keep you to keep you here. It, it seems like a, like an ass backwards kind of way of thinking. Yeah. But I almost feel like at this point, like if you turn down like 50, 55 million to play for the next two years, is that a mistake? Yeah. And I don't know what kind of business decision he's trying to make outside of that. Because who can offer him that kind of money elsewhere? Yeah. So I, I think I there's there's a few teams that have incumbent quarterbacks that if they traded that quarterback to Green Bay, they could definitely fit his cap hit in into theirs. But he's he's going for forty six million against the cap in twenty twenty two. And then 2023 is his last year. And I don't know that it's guaranteed. So maybe he's just looking for that extension. I, I really don't know what he wants. Like, is he just waiting to see if they bring Devontae back? I, I really don't know. That's the part that is curious to me. Because if he wants Devontae back, he's not going to get any extra money. Because they're going to have to throw $30 million at Devontae to bring him back per year. So, and if they tag him. And I, I think guarantee Devonte wants that money. He's going to go where the money. Oh, for is. sure. And he, if they tag him, I, I can foresee there would be a, a holdout there. So I don't think they yeah. want to tag him. I think that would be like a, a last ditch effort to basically ensure that they're going to get something back for him. Because if they tag him, I think they're the writings on the wall that they're going to have to just trade him, and another team's going to pay him. So it's. It's definitely interesting what's going on there in Green Bay because there's so many guys that you need to bring back, and I don't think you have a ton of money to do it. So, yeah. Do you think so? You think Rodgers will be back and Devontae if you had to put your money on it, and then they let a bunch of other people walk or trade or cut? Yeah. Restructure. I, that was part of the uh, Aaron Jones contract this last year uh, i don't understand why they wanted to pay him 13 million a year when they could have kept uh williams and then had uh aj yeah aj dylan dylan yeah, yeah. Yep. aj dylan because i think aj dylan had more carries than aaron jones this year anyway well, and you don't like to see your team pay running backs that much because yeah. you can just draft one for pay him two million a year and, and get the best years out of him and then do it again. And that, 
that was the point of AJ Dillon draft mm-hmm. last year. Anyway, like that, that, that's why they did it. Like, why would you pay Aaron Jones so much money to not do anything? Yeah. That, that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And then they have to pay, you know, uh, Devontae Adams and apparently Aaron Rodgers. And they gave Batiari a hundred million dollar contract. Like, I, I just don't understand where they were spending their money at that point yep. for the value. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And they've known this day is was coming for, for quite some time. I mean, exactly. Like, it why just would... doesn't make much sense. But but the, they've been trying to just throw money at Aaron Rodgers for the last two years. Just yep. as much money as we can give you, just stay with us. And they're yeah. like, he's just sitting here like, that's not what I want. That's, well, and I think Gutenkens really stoked the fire because he said, I didn't tell Aaron I would trade him. So unless he didn't really tell him that, or now he's backing off of it, either way, I think it's probably going to piss Aaron off. And he still (laughs) hasn't said if he's coming back or not. So he did say the decision would be coming soon. He wanted to do it before they had to make a decision on franchise tags. So I don't know when that cutoff is. I know it's coming up pretty quick because free agency will start soon enough. So I think we'll we'll hear if he's coming back or not soon enough. But I call bullshit on that. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, I already talked about the Raiders yesterday, so I won't talk too much about them. Basically, I know you probably haven't heard it because you were asleep when we recorded yesterday. But um, basically, to sum it up, I think they need to sign some free agent wide receivers, DJ Chark and um, Allen Robinson. I think those would be two great targets. Both could be had for not huge contracts to go with uh, what we already have in Darren Waller and uh, Hunter Renfro. And then we're not spending that top dollar on um, Devontae Adams and and making that happen. That allows us to extend Derek Carr and, and extend Matt Crosby because we need both of those guys going forward. I, I think we could do better than Derek Carr. But I think he's probably going to be there for at least the next couple of years, extend him for two to three years and, and find a find the, the next guy in the draft probably in the next year or two. So I don't know what else needs to be done, but I know we need some offensive line. I mean, there's plenty of gaps to fill. And I think that's the big thing. Yeah, I think you should go out and spend some money on some offensive line. See, and I don't think we need to revamp it a ton. I think we need some guys. I think we need a right tackle for sure. Uh, a coach. We got a coach. No, uh, offensive line coach. Yeah, we just brought the one over from the the Patriots. We stole him. So oh, I missed that again. I missed yeah. that news. Sorry. I think I think we've got some pretty good a pretty good coaching staff. So I'm excited to see what happens. The only downside is we're probably going to lose half of our defense because half of our defense was here because of Gus Bradley. They wanted to play for him, and now that he's gone, obviously we're going to have a lot of guys that probably leave free agency. So we need some cornerbacks. We need probably a couple linebackers, and we're we're going to move on from Corey Littleton just because he has not lived up to that contract we gave him a couple years ago. So it's 
going to be interesting to see how they allocate that cap space and all that. But like I said, I, I talked about it yesterday, so I won't rehash it today. But um, let's do uh, best of the week, worst of the week. You have yours ready? Uh, I have the worst of the week ready. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So I've got my best of the week, in, and it's mostly that we caught up on laundry for the first time in probably <laughs> – months so we are adults now it actually is a thing (laughs) yeah that was my best is we really got a ton of stuff done over the last two days so the house is looking good got laundry done so that's my best and then worst of the week is that mlb they're still they still don't have a new cba signed the owners still have the lockout going so apparently there's a hard imposed deadline for tomorrow if they don't have a deal struck by tomorrow owners are saying uh, regular season games will be missed and players will not be paid for any games that are missed so that's their threat to the to the players association and i i just want to say that i hope the players association holds strong and and gets a good deal because last last time 10 years ago the owners really just they, they stuck it to the players in that last CBA. So I'm hoping that the players make up for that and get some extra on top of it. Uh, what's, what's your best and worst? Uh, my worst of the week was every day at work. <laughs> my, like, I got a job over here, like, within a couple weeks after I landed. Yeah. Well, I got out of quarantine, but... It was quick, and I thought it was like uh, supposed to be a really good job. My father-in-law uh, got me the job basically, and said it was like a great company, great work, and it has been nothing but the worst job I've ever had. And this week was especially bad. So <laughs> that was my best, worst of the week. Okay. No, nothing come to mind for your best? <laughs> the best, I have uh, the Lion King coming up this next week. So I got a couple days off. The Lion King? Yeah, we're going to London to watch the Lion King on in the theater. So, Like the old movie? No, the theater. The live version oh okay people the, i was like what like uh, this came out when we were kids john yeah. <laughs> you could probably see it on your own home on screen disney plus just yeah. watch disney plus it's on there yeah no okay the live version with people and they have like sticks and they're doing that like okay what is the song uh, how does that, how does well, that song go I'm sure you can catch it on on Disney Plus. I I don't know. I don't know which no. one you're based on what you just said or saying. I have no idea what you're talking about. The very beginning song yeah. for the Lion King. How's the that Circle happen? of Life, right? Yeah, but what? How does that? I, uh, I Beautiful. I, that, I don't remember. Yep, that's it. Hundred percent. But it's really good. I, I I have an honorable mention for best of the week, and that is Elden Ring. I don't know if you've seen much oh, about it. It's, I, I uh, saw it on Game Pass. No, it's not on Game Pass. And if it is on, oh, Game, Pass, on Game Pass, then I need 
I need that game pass because it's not on my game pass. But anyway, Elden Ring, it it just came out, I think, Friday. So Friday evening, two days ago, something like that. And it has been reviewed by basically every major outlet. And it has a 97 average on Metacritic for reviews. So that, I believe, is like the 15th highest rated game of all time. So it looks fantastic. It's fun to play. Uh, it's one of those, uh, I don't know if you've ever played the Souls games, the Darkest Souls. Well, they are, or not Darkest Souls, Demon Souls. Yeah, I think Darkest Souls is the next one. But anyway, they are like old school difficulty where like you're going to die so many times and it's going to frustrate the hell out of you. But when you finally beat that dungeon that you're working on, it just feels so rewarding. So that's the style of play. It's from software. Oh, so they're known for that. Just absolute grind of a difficulty. So been playing it a little bit. It's, it is fantastic. Like I said, it, it'll frustrate the hell out of you for 30 minutes straight. And then you'll beat that dungeon. You'll be like, I am the greatest. Break a couple <laughs> controllers. <laughs> yeah. So this is bullshit. Yeah. It, it's definitely not for everyone, but they, in this game, it's it's definitely open world, so you have the time the entire map you can go to. You can level yourself up and then go back and visit any of the things that frustrated you. So it's it's a lot better than the Souls games in that respect. So definitely should check it out when it? you have a chance. Isn't it Dark Souls? Yeah, Dark, Dark Souls, Souls and then Demon Souls was the first one, I believe. Wasn't that that like the? I feel like there's one like super popular like. Dark Bloodborne. Souls 3 that just came out like well a few years ago. Yeah. That Bloodborne. Everyone just Dark like, Souls. Yep. Frustrated. Yep. You, yep. you are constantly dead. That's the one. <laughs> but this one has a lot more like class choices and things like that. So it, it's ah. been pretty enjoyable. I played as the uh, mage type, which I think it's called Arcanist, something like that. But you can cast spells and then you also get like a crappy long sword to use when you run out of mana. So it's it's definitely enjoyable. Like I said, I don't know if it deserves the 97, but I'm not super far into it. So, so far it's been great. So if you get a chance, that check that out. But that's all I had. Anything else you had that you want to bring up? Uh, I just wish everyone an awesome week. Uh, I think I'm going to have an awesome week. So I wish you guys one too. I hope so. Sounds like work's been a little rough, so. Yeah. All right, man. Well, appreciate you jumping on, and we'll, we'll probably push this recorded episode out um, later this week, just because we released one yesterday, so uh, yeah. if you're watching this live, thanks for tuning in. If not, Thank we'll push you. it out <laughs> at a later date, so with that, hope you guys have a, a great week, like John said, and appreciate you guys tuning in.